0: 2 Chronicles 15, verse 1. The spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah, son of Oded, and he went out to meet King Asa. Now, King Asa was Jehoshaphat's dad. As he was returning from the battle, this prophet is actually meeting King Asa. He says, verse 2, Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek Him, you will find Him. But if you abandon Him, He will abandon you. For a long time Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. But whenever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord, the God of Israel sought Him out. They found Him. So, many of us are like that. We didn't get that much instruction about who the living God was, or who the living God is. We didn't have somebody to teach. We were just having our own image of who God was and we were doing our own thing. But God, he sends his word to us by different means. God has brought you to this place. God might have sent somebody else to give you the gospel. Whatever way it is, God's word comes to us. And this is what God says. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with Him. Like I said, God doesn't want to stay with us if we don't want Him. Right? We wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want to stay with somebody if they don't want us. So, God is the same way. He will stay with us as long as we say, Lord, I want you. Lord, I want you to stay with me. Lord, be with me. And He's delighted to stay with us. And then the Lord says, whenever you seek Him, you will find Him. I was talking, I was giving uh, God's Word in Teen Challenge in Brooklyn. And I was telling them, a lot of times... God is right before us. God is right in front of us. You know what we do many times? We just completely turn the opposite way. We do our own thing. Like a little child, you know. We turn around and we do our own thing. All of a sudden we say, oh, Mommy! Where's Mommy? Started crying. We do the same thing. God was all along in front of us. You know what we did? We turned our backs to the living God. Many times we turned our backs to the living God and we started doing our own thing. And then we get hurt. And then we ask, God, where are you? Do you have eyes? Do we have ears? What kind of a God are you are? How can you let something like this happen to me? God said, God was there. I was there. You were not there. You turned around. But now you're choosing to turn back to me. And the Lord says, with his wide open arms, he says, I want to give you a hug. I want to take you in my arms. I want to comfort you. I want to really show you what a true father can do. I want to really show you the love of a mother. I want to really take you in my arms and be everything for you, whatever you're longing for. Do you know Jesus can fill that void? God can fill that void. And that's what the Lord wants to do. He says, As long as you stay with Him, He will stay with you. Whenever you seek Him, you will find Him. So remember this verse, wherever you go in your life, as long as Jesus Christ is with you, you can have... His blessings. And if you have taken God to be your father, then you can know for sure this is a promise from God. Like I don't just take a random passage and just give it out. I know the Lord has given this message for this group for tonight, for 2014. A promise from God. That God will be with you throughout 2014. And God will establish you. God will exalt you. God will prosper you. Isn't that a wonderful promise God is giving us? Some of us have that little blank stare. (laughs) Is it really true? Is he really going to establish me? Is he really going to settle me? Is he really going to prosper me? Is he really going to establish me? Exalt me? The Lord says yes. If you believe, just like how Jesus turned and looked to Mary. He said, if you believe, you shall see the glory of God in your life, if you believe, you shall see this come to pass. You will see this come to pass. So what did Jehoshaphat do? We just go through that very quickly and then I'm gonna go over the blessing. Because I don't want to go over the blessing without going over the condition, right? We always look at, when you buy something, we always see the terms and conditions, right? We don't, my, my son was saying, a lot of people just scroll quickly When you want to sign up for something, you just scroll quickly the terms and conditions. They don't even bother to read. And they just hit okay because they want the product so badly. Sometimes after some time, they don't know. They got caught into something because they really didn't read that fine print. With God, we cannot scroll like that. We have to read every word that is written in the word of God. You know why? Satan will try to trick you. He will bring God's word bits and pieces and he will try to trick you. But if you know your manual well, you will not only survive, you will overcome. Just like how Jesus did. He turned around and he told Satan, it is written. So We need to know the word of God. So what did Jehoshaphat do? What did he really do? Chapter 17, verse 3. 17, verse 3. Jehoshaphat, he sought not unto Baal, but he sought the Lord. So we're going to read verse 3. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years and did not worship the images of Baal. So he had a choice. He had a choice. He was living in Israel where you had lots of idols. Baal. He had a choice. Shall I worship Baal? Shall I worship Jehovah, the Lord God? Shall I worship Baal? Or shall I really worship the almighty, living God. We too have a choice to make every day in our lives. Every day. You know, a lot of times our idol can be this culture. (laughs) A lot of times. If you really look at it, it's really a messed up culture. This was not like this though. Somewhere down the line, people started following the ways of the enemy. Character is gone, morality is gone, everything is gone. Self-worth is gone. Who we are, the value for oneself is also gone. We stop and we say, am I going to follow this culture? Am I going to follow the living God? Am I going to follow God's culture? What God says in His Word? Am I going to really take the Word of God, take it seriously? And see what God says about a particular matter. Whether it is clothing, whether it's dancing, whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whether it's whatever it is, what is God telling this word? Right? We don't want man's opinion. We don't want our own opinion. We want God's opinion on a matter for that he has given us his word. So we take his word, we read it, we read it, we read each and every word and take it seriously and say, Lord, I want to know your heart. I really want to know your heart. I want to know what you think about this. And the Lord is very pleased. God will never say, okay, you want to know my heart? Search for some more. You know, I want to make myself like a bigger hero, you know, like a tough person, hard to get. God never plays that. When you seek Him, He says, you'll find me. I'm right here because I'm right here. Like I said, we turned our backs to the Lord. We turned our faces from Him. That's what God says in His word. But, when we choose to turn our faces toward God again, then the Lord says, I'm right here. Like the prodigal son, how he ran away from his father. father was waiting. was waiting. He was far away. He made his choice to run as far as he could until he said, I really got to get back. And then the father was waiting with wide open arms. That's all God is. God never hides himself. He never says, you're like this. I want to let you cry for some more time. You know, sometimes parents do that in order to teach a lesson. I don't say it's always right or always wrong, but we look at the Lord. The moment you say sorry to God, God takes you right back. No matter how many times you offended Him, that's the love of Jesus Christ. Can you see a person more loving than God? No. He always says, no matter what you did, come back to me. But, He expects us to stay with him. We don't want somebody coming to us in the back of their mind saying, okay, I'm going to just be with them for one week and then I'm going to run away somewhere else. We don't want anybody like that. We want a true commitment. We want a loyal heart. We want truth in the inward parts. We don't want somebody coming. You don't want, nobody wants to have a relationship with a habitual liar. How many of you really want to have a relationship with a habitual liar? No. 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 God does not want either. God does not want us to have a lying relationship with him. We cannot lie to the Lord, number one. Number two, we'll be fooling our own self. So when we come to God, we come with, number one, integrity in our hearts. That's what Jehoshaphat had. Jehoshaphat made a clear-cut part with Baal. Baal is an idol. In the Old Testament, it was an idol where the children of Canaan worshipped you know what the Israelites did when they went to the land of Canaan? They started following the ways of the heathen. They started following the ways of Canaanites and started worshipping Baal. And this is where Jehoshaphat says, I'm going to part with Baal. So in our lives, whatever idol we know, we may not be really having a big Baal statue in front of us, but for some of us, Me could be an idol. The capital M and capital E, or capital I, you can say. Morning, get up, how do I look, how do I feel, everybody's hurting me, I'm the only one, and constantly thinking about myself, an obsession with one's own self. That can be your idol. For somebody else, gossip could be an idol. For somebody else, self-pity could be an idol. So whatever you're obsessed with is your idol. Whatever you feel that you cannot give up is your idol. So when God comes and puts a finger on it and you say, Lord, it's too hard for me, that's your idol. When you make a choice, when it comes to whether God or whatever you want to do, if you leave God and you make a choice, if you choose something else, that's your idol. So it's it's so easy for us to identify what our idol is. So in Jehoshaphat's case, he completely left Baal, and he sought the Lord. How did he do that? Verse six, he did not worship Baal. So he had a true commitment. And let's read verse six. He was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed pagan shrines and Asherah poles from Judah. So his father Asa, he removed. The Asherah poles, Whatever idol was there, he removed. All those things he did. But he left the pagan shrines. And the people of Israel started going, offering sacrifices again because the shrines were open. So in your life and in my life, sometimes we can say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give up lying. I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm giving up smoking. You know what? We'll have other things that actually lay the foundation to this bigger problem. So tonight the Lord says whatever it is in your heart, where you say, this is not that big, when we think, this sin is not that big, that sin is not that big. I can live with it. I think God will be okay with it. Those things are your shrines. If you don't destroy your shrines, it will destroy you. But if you say, Lord, I'm going to destroy not only the idols in my life, I'm going to destroy the place that holds the idol, the shrine itself. Whatever I was actually idolizing, whatever was leading me to idolize that, I'm going to destroy that. Number one, that's what Jehoshaphat did. That's what you and I need to do. 2013, before we enter into 2014, we got to make a clear decision, Lord, it's for me and myself. I will serve you. It's going to be 100% following Jesus Christ. Not quarter, not half, not three-fourth. 100%. That's when you really decide, I'm going to destroy not only the idols, but the shrines. I'm going to destroy. Number two, let's read verse um, four. He gave importance to the word of God. So number one, we remove the idols out of our lives. Number two, we replace it with God's word. We can't just take something out and just leave it void, right? We have to fill that place with something, which is God's word. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So if you have that Word stored in your heart, you're having Jesus in your heart. You know that? When you read your Bible, look to find the Jesus in your Bible. Don't think, okay, I'm just reading something. Okay, I'm trying to fulfill my duty. One chapter a day or or one section. Somebody told me to read. But really take time to find the heart of God in God's Word. God will reveal himself to you. And so, from verse 4, I want to read. What did Jehoshaphat do? See how much he actually did. How much effort he actually took to turn his ways. To really show the Lord that he is with him. Verse 4 onwards. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commandments instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. I want to just stop here for a second. So he actually followed the living God, and majority of the people in his kingdom, what were they doing? They were practicing evil. He said, even if majority of the people practice evil, I'm going to follow Jesus. So in our circumstances, whether you're here or after some months or after some years, I don't know when, you'll be out of here. When you go out, you're going to be in the real world. When you go out into the real world, you're going to face real people. So when you face real people and real circumstances, if you do not have this result in your heart, you will go back to where you came from. But if you have this result in your heart, and you say, Lord, even if the rest of the world does evil, I will choose to follow you faithfully. Integrity is the key. I think last time when I came and I spoke about Daniel, I said integrity was the first point. Integrity is very, very important. Mm -hmm. If we want God to bless us, we need to have integrity. We need to be people who have integrity. If we don't have integrity, God cannot count on us. Man cannot count on us. We need to have integrity. So when we have integrity, what will we do? We will say, Lord, I will serve you. We're not going to follow icons, people, who have no integrity. We're not going to aspire to look or behave like people who have no integrity. Our example and our model should be the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is the only person who is 100% faithful. He's the only one who is 100% true. So, keep Him as your example. Keep Him as your standard. And somebody can say, Oh, that's a very high standard. I don't think I can achieve But you know what? You know what is God's goal for you? His goal for you is to be like a little Jesus. He wants you to look like him. When somebody looks looks at you, he wants them to say, this is his daughter. We just don't want to have the last name and act like the devil. We don't want, right? We want to have his image also. That is his purpose. That is God's purpose for you and me, to look like him. You know when a baby is born, a lot of times people look at the baby, this looks like the dad, this looks like the mom, some people say this looks like the grandpa, it has grandpa's ears, oh no, it looks like grandpa's nose, it, looks, it has aunt's eyes, they can say all those things. But do you know the baby changes? From a newborn, every day the baby grows, features starts changing. Sometimes the first year it looks like the dad, second year it looks like the mom, Third year, it'll have a combination of both. As it grows, only when the child really, really grows up, you can really tell exactly who it's going to resemble. we like that. When we are born in the family of God, remember, though, we need to have some resemblance of our Heavenly Father. If we say, I'm born in the family of God, and I resemble like the next-door person, then something is wrong. So if we say, I'm born in the family of God, I need to have some portion of the resemblance of our Abba Father. We need to be loving like Him, we need to be truthful like Him, we need to be compassionate like Him. Now everything doesn't come instantly. Like a baby changes, he works in us. He changes, every day we change. You know what, every day you have to spend with your father, every day you have to spend time with him. We've heard stories, right, like how somebody can be born in a certain family, then somebody comes and adopts the child. The child can be born in China or India or somewhere else, in Africa, and somebody comes and takes the child and they bring the child to America. Okay? After a few years, the child grows up in the adopted parent's house. What do you think the child would be doing, even if the child has a resemblance of the birth mother, but parents? The whole mindset, the culture, the clothing, the mannerisms, do you think it will resemble the birth parents? No. It's going to depend on where the environment, which environment the child is growing. So the child will be talking just like the adopted parents, the child will be behaving you know, just like them. That's the same way. No matter where we've come from, we come into the family of God. God adopts us into his family. Amen. We have to choose to spend time with him we don't spend time with Him, then our mannerisms will become like whoever we spend time with. If we spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ, then our behavior will become like Him. Now somebody can have this question. I know this question is going in somebody's mind. How do I spend time with Him? He's not like a real person. I can't like sit with Him and talk with Him. How do I spend time with Him? Right? God is a real person, number one. We don't know that he's a real person. Know this for sure. He's a real person. When I grew up, um, when I was in high school, I always saw the Lord as a real person. So any prize I used to get, I used to take that. I used to come to my room. I say, Jesus, look what you gave me. My medals, my cups. I used to show to the Lord. Now, you need to have in your mind that he's there, Right? You're not hallucinating over here. I really knew God was there, you know? God used to speak to me. God used to lead me. So when you know God is there, then your whole relationship with God changes. It's not becoming like, okay, I'm a churchgoer. I never used to go to church, now I become a churchgoer. Does it make any difference in your life, in my life? No. Anybody can go to church, right? But only God can change our hearts. Only God can show that He is there. And God is a God who speaks. So when you talk to him, give room for the Lord to speak to you. A lot of times we go to the Lord and we say, Lord, I'm so tired. Lord, I'm so messed up. I'm so miserable. Lord, I want this. I want that. Lord, I love you. I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. And then we get up. What's the next thing to do? La, 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 la. And we go about our daily work. We do not give room for God to speak. Unless we speak. Imagine you pick up your telephone. You want to talk to your mom or to your best friend. And you call and say, hi, mom, I did this today. Hi, mom, I played. My mom, is was reading this. Oh, you know, this was so, by the way, it was so nice talking to you, bye. What is it? Is that a conversation? Is it a conversation? No, that's not a conversation. Conversation has to be two-way, right? It's never a one-way conversation. You cannot have a one-way conversation. That means you just... You're just doing like a little child, even little children when they pretend play. My um, you know, daughter just turned six. When she pretend plays, she picks up the phone and she'll talk like how I talk to my husband. So she'll say, hi, daddy, you know, when are you coming home? And, you know, this and that she'll say, but she won't be talking by herself. She will have the other voice where she'll talk like my husband. <laughs> and she'll talk. So even a child knows conversation is both ways. So when we converse with God, it has to be two ways. So we can never say, okay, I'm just going to read a chapter. I prayed. I did my duty. Now God will bless me. God sees that. God is a good God. He will bless you for that. He's never going to say, okay, I don't take that. You know what? We lose. We lose from knowing what a good relationship we can have with Jesus Christ. How God can talk to us. How God can walk with us. How God can bless us. How God can reveal to us. God speaks to us through dreams. God speaks to us through vision. God speaks to us through His word. God primarily speaks to us through His word. Even if it is dreams or vision, it has to be based on God's word. So, God speaks. So we need to build that relationship with Jesus Christ. God will be very faithful to you as you continue to walk with Him. So Jehoshaphat, he gave importance to God's word. Going back to God's word, he said, Jesus is the word of God. You cannot separate God's word from Jesus Christ. It's like saying, oh, your voice is different, it's separate from you. Whatever you speak is separate from you. Can we separate that? No. Because our emotions, our thoughts, they come out as words, and it proceeds from us, right? You cannot separate us. That's what the Bible is. God's word cannot be separated from God. Jesus is his word. Beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The word was God. If you honor his word, he will honor you. There was a missionary in India. He came from a very poor family. He got saved. He got beat up because he came from a Hindu religion. He was chased away from his home. With whatever clothes he had, he started going and giving the gospel. All through his youth, he was giving the gospel. God blessed him. God anointed him. God used him mightily. In his later years, he said, In my younger days, he said, I used to carry this Bible. My older ears. Bible is carrying me. Amen. God is faithful. He's very, very true. God is very true. He gives exactly in proportion <coughs> to our faithfulness. So faithfulness is very, very important. And Jehoshaphat was very faithful to the Lord. And he showed it by, number one, destroying the idols and the shrines. Number two, he gave importance to the Word of God. To what extent did he give importance to the Word of God? We're just going to read, and we'll quickly read, And we're going to close in a few minutes with going through the promises. I'm not going to close without the promises, so we're just going to quickly go through that. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commandments, verse 4, chapter 17. And it says, he walked in obedience to the word of God and not lived like the rest of the Israelites. So we're going to read, I'm going to go quickly through verse 7 to 9. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach all the towns of Judah, He's realizing these people did not have the word of God. Now I'm going to give them the word of God. That's how important it is. My people need to know God's word. So he's sending officials to teach the word of God. I'm not going to go through all the names over here. Now These are the people he sent out, basically, to teach the word of God. So verse 9, go to verse 9. Verse 9 says, They took copies of the book of the law of the Lord and traveled around through all all the towns of Judah, teaching the people. So he sent some people to teach, and then he sent some more people, priests... To go and teach each person about the word of God. If you don't hear God's word, you're not going to know it. If you don't read God's word, you're not going to know it. So God's word is very crucial. So he felt this is very important. This is too important for me to miss it. This is too important for my people to miss it. He can't just prosper by himself, right? If he has to prosper, his whole country has to prosper. He's a king. So he made sure each person got the word of God. So that's all we have to be. We have to give importance to God's word now. We have not given importance to God's word. Up until now. It's not okay, but it's okay. Because we're going to start fresh. We're going to say, Lord, I have been lazy to read your word. That's true. For many of us, we are lazy to read God's word. We'll say, oh, I have to read this now. This is the duty. Or somebody told me to read this many chapters. Or somebody told me to read on fasting or read on this, read on that. But in order to get something, you always have to work, right? You don't get anything without working. Whether it's a sport or whether it's music, whether it's a job, education, whatever it is, you need to work hard, right? There's a big difference between somebody who's partying all the time than somebody who's really practicing to become a basketball star or an Olympic athlete or somebody who becomes a musician, like an excellent piano player, or somebody who wants to become a doctor. So it always pays off. You see, one partying, the other one will be studying or practicing. At the end, one will be still partying, the other one will be at the top. So when it comes to God, we need to make some effort. Whether we feel it's boring or not, pick up the Bible. I would really challenge you because it's not boring. It is not boring. It's only boring to those who don't know what it is. Until you start to, You know, I never liked broccoli. I never liked broccoli until I got pregnant with my first child. <laughs> then I started eating broccoli because it has calcium. Baby needs it. I started eating broccoli and soon I liked broccoli. <laughs> I started liking broccoli. Then I started putting broccoli in everything. So... <laughs> really need to make that effort really need to make an effort to know God to see what is in God's Word for prayer please contact us at prayer at LBFLinternationalministries.org that's prayer at LBFLinternationalministries.org or you may phone us at 001 845 360 0534 once again, one 845 You may write us at L.F.L. International Ministries, box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. On the web, please visit us at www.lflinternationalministries.org.